0: Hey guys, and welcome to the Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report, the first podcast to bring you the local fishing report for Alabama's lakes and rivers, whether it's good, bad, or ugly, presented by Great Days Outdoors Magazine. Are you frustrated by your typical hunting and fishing magazines? Are you tired of reading content meant for guys up north or in the Midwest? Don't get left behind following the guidance of guys who don't hunt and fish in your home state. Pick up a Great Days Outdoors magazine subscription and become a better southern outdoorsman. Great Days Outdoors magazine can be found at your local Barnes and Nobles, Books a Million, Tractor Supply Company, Rule King, Bass Pro Shops, or you can save and buy online at greatdaysoutdoors.com. And brought to you by United Bank. United Bank knows what an important role agriculture plays in our local economy. At United Bank, they are here to support local farmers with financial products and services designed specifically for agribusiness, including real loans for farmland, equipment loans, working line of credit, and more. Truth is, they deeply value the contribution agriculture plays to our community, and they help our local farmers build successful businesses. They want to see you succeed. Learn more at unitedbank.com or stop by any United Bank branch. United Bank, all loans subject to credit approval, equal housing opportunity lender, member FDIC. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Alabama Freshwater Fish Report. I'm your host, Brian Sin. Appreciate you guys listening, excited about the show today. Uh, my goodness, it's beautiful outside. Had a lot of rain here. Uh, obviously, uh, everybody in the state did. This week, a little storm rolled through, another cold front. I mean, it's that time of the year, right? I mean, it's tornado season and stormy weather season and high winds. And uh, it's March in in Alabama, and that's about all you can say about that. But, man, I am really looking forward to see how that's affecting the fish my feeling is the fishing is going to be pretty good. And, and I'm excited to hear from our fishermen about that. And let's start off segment one. Let's start off on our Kusa River Report with my buddy, Zeke. Zeke, man, talk to me. How's hey, it going?
1: Going good. Going good. Fishing's good. Life is good.
0: That's what I'm talking about. Hey, you had a big weekend last weekend, right?
1: Yes, sir. I did. Yeah. It was a very successful weekend. I got to fish on my home body of water last weekend.
0: And that was the uh, what? Which tournament was that on Saturday?
1: That uh, Saturday, yeah, it was the Alabama Bass Nation, yes, sir. And then uh, Sunday, we we got fortunate enough to win our uh, LM Bass Club tournament as well. So, real successful weekend for for me and my dad. Uh, I got to share both those wins with him. That's that's special too.
0: Awesome, man. So two days in a row, back to back wins. That says a lot for you, knowing what the fish are doing on Logan Martin. That's for damn sure.
1: <laughs> yes sir <laughs> Yeah, we, we got we got we had them figured out a little bit that, the couple of days I practiced uh, they were real good but the tournament days they were a lot tougher but we got the job done man that is awesome I mean you buddy you, your buddy over there now
0: don't, don't don't win too many in a row he's gonna get a little he, you might make your buddy mad over there
1: yeah that's right that's we can't right. have
0: Joey getting upset with you
1: no sir uh, no we're about to head to Cherokee so we're about to live be uh, staying with each other for a week so
0: Awesome. got to be
1: happy with each other. <laughs> That's right.
0: That's right. Where, where's, uh, where's Cherokee at?
1: It's in Tennessee, Morristown.
0: Okay. Okay. Tournament up there this weekend This coming or next weekend? <clears throat> yeah.
1: So uh, we're leaving this weekend to go up there for the second stop of the Southern uh, Bass Opens. It uh, starts next Thursday. So we're going to get up there about Sunday and get us a couple of practice days in and uh, get the tournament underway.
0: Beautiful, man. Well, good luck to you guys. You are, you are two of my favorite guys to have on the show. And and I, yes, I told Joey last time we, we, we talked, I, I greatly appreciate you guys calling in. I know y'all have a busy schedule and, and uh, taking the time to call in here and be a part of this is greatly appreciated. And I know our listeners are, sure. are, are get a ton out of it because, because you know, you guys have such good information and, and know what you're doing and know how to explain it really well. So, let's get into Listen. that man what are the fish doing on logan martin obviously you're real successful got them kind of patterned up right now right. what they do and how you catch them yeah
1: so uh let's break it down let's start with last week so there was already a lot of current in the in the system and what i mean by that is they're generating a lot of water out of the dam so they were running you know about twenty thousand cubic feet per second and the water actually it slowed down but with we were faced with a big rainstorm on Friday, right before the, my at Friday. So that put more water in the system and they ended up cutting the uh, generators up high. And they, I think they ran a little bit of floodgates on Saturday. So my point is we had a ton, ton, ton of current. Just, you know, it's real, real swift right now. So my game plan um, going into it I had to change a little bit. So a lot of my water dirtied up and previous to the rain, I was catching them real good on top water on spook and, um, on a sexy dog by strike King, uh, any walking style bait. And you could throw it most of the day and get bit pretty consistent.
0: Now, let me, let me now, stop you right uh, there not to, not yeah. to interrupt you, but on that, when you're, when you're throwing the spook or top water, uh, are, are you fishing? Uh, I mean, are you on the bank? Are you fishing points? Are you in how deep are, yeah. how deep are those fish and what kind of areas? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Um, so most of those fish are in a, a foot to three foot of water, so real shallow. Um, I target real flat uh, clay points or rock points. Uh, we, we have both, and the bank can have both, you know, rock and clay. But I target, like, in inside of creeks, such as, like, Cropwheel Creek or, or Rabbit Branch or anything like that, I, I target areas that I feel like the fish are using Stage up to move back into a pocket. So if it's in the mouth of a pocket and it's real flat, that's kind of the pattern I was using. Oh, I got you. That sounds good. Getting to my point, the the the, the river changed a lot overnight uh, on Saturday. So usually when the water gets real dirty, I have a harder time. You can still catch fish on a spook, and I still know some guys that caught fish on a spook Saturday. So not saying they just totally quit biting it, but they quit biting it for me. So I had to make a change. So. I kind of targeted those same areas, those flat points. And on Saturday, like in the creeks and even on the main lake, I I did catch, I think I weighed in two, no, I weighed in three fish off the main body. And I was targeting a little bit different out there. I was targeting riverbanks that are real, that are, that's what I call them. Uh, They're just real deep riverbanks. So they got a lot of chunk rock and they have points, usually little, little indentions in them. And, uh, I targeted those I had, I, I know a lot of them, so I, I'm pretty comfortable once I find what they're sitting on, I kind of make the you know, pattern up the lake, but I targeted those with a chatterbait and, um, Saturday, I'll be real honest with you. I, I got six bites all day that day. So, right. was, I mean, it was a very, yeah, it was a very, uh, it was a very trying day. My, my day didn't start out well. I, I didn't get a bite till like nine o'clock, but I ended up going down one bank and caught like my third biggest fish and my second biggest fish, uh, both on a chatterbait on a river bank. And then I ran a lot of other stuff and, uh, hit ended up going to one last like river, pretty flat river point. And I caught, uh, my third fish or my fourth fish. Yeah. Or my third fish, sorry. And, uh, long story short, but it was about two o'clock and I still only had four fish and I hit one last little, uh, deal on the main lake up kind of up towards family bridge. and ended up catching one almost six. So that was my fifth keeper of the day. Nice. And uh yeah, yeah. So I caught it kind of last minute. It was it was real special my and Dad. So on the Bass Nation I was I was on the boater side and my dad fished as my co angler. And uh dad caught two nice ones behind me that day and ended up nice place overall on the co angler side as well. So uh, and both of his came on a chatterbait as well. But Man, what a thrill. Yeah, was, That's
0: awesome for you and yeah. your dad
1: to be able to do that together. I know that was fun. It, it was. Yeah. man mean, the boat was uh pretty, pretty uh, excited. You know, I right. got, got that big one. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it, it's, you can't really replace that with anything else, you know, when something like that happens, but yeah. So that was my pattern on Saturday. Um, I've caught all my fish on chatterbait after. And the reason is cause it got more dirty and I couldn't call them up on the spook I felt like. So that was my reason for the change on the chatterbait. Um, but, uh, I'll, I'll touch on Sunday. Sunday was pretty much the same. We kind of, we did have a big fog delay, so I hardly even threw the spook any, and I kept the chatter bait in her hand and We did it in a little bit different section of the lake that day. They had actually slowed the water down just a hair, and uh they were on some places that they had not been on, but it was the same- same stop type, type of stuff those river banks um and the points of the river banks was like chunk rock and uh if it had a big boulder on or something that was real key too but the same same deal we were just a little bit a little bit farther up river from saturday so yeah they've been they've been eating the chatterbait real good um and we caught more fish on sunday they bit a lot better i think we caught ended up catching like 10 fish but with the fog delay we had a little bit shorter time so i, I feel like if we would have got the morning bite we might have caught extra fish as well yeah
0: well what about um you know we had the obviously we had the, the big storm come through and rain and wind and all that and a lot of rain uh this week and <clears throat> have have you been did you go today or yesterday? Since the since the rain, or
1: yes, yeah. How so, uh, how's that
0: affecting? Did that affect anything?
1: Yeah. Um, so I think the river was already so muddy. I, I don't think it really hadn't muddied up uh, the river anymore. It actually got a little bit clearer after the rain today. I actually saw a noticeably difference. It's starting to look like it's getting more dirty uh, today. But I'll I'll come back to that later. But uh, a couple of days ago I had a trip, and then yesterday I had a trip, both on Logan Martin and they were back on the spook deal and uh same same deal they're they're on those places staging up the spawn and then we tried to uh fish for some spawning fish and uh, we didn't catch we caught maybe one or two so i still think the fish are mostly in pre-spawn mode but we probably got 30 blow ups on a spook yesterday so mm. uh they're, def- they're definitely back on it it's, it was a real fun day especially yesterday morning with those clouds and Little oh, bit of wind. It was what a, perfect, a fun perfect uh, so,
0: such a fun way to fish, man. So exciting.
1: Mm-hmm. Good fish too. They we the the boy I was actually with, he was he's a, a junior in uh, high school, but he uh he actually caught his P V spot yesterday, it weighed like four forty something on spooks and uh he was we we're real excited about that as well. So they're they are good fish too, you know, they weren't all just, you know, your regular size, they're fat and happy right now.
0: Man that's one of my favorite baits to fish and it's when they're on it it's nothing more fun i mean it's just it's it's an exciting way to fish i love it uh don't get to do enough of it so i'm gonna come sneak up in your
1: boat and we're gonna go before all that starts yeah yeah they're they catch them before they go on bed because once they go on bed you have to kind of drag around but there's always fish biting biting a spook somewhere on on logan martin and lay and especially if you have the correct conditions you know and a little bit of cloud a little bit of wind but they'll still bite it in the sun as well so do you change colors
0: do you can't change colors of your spook very often
1: yes yes i do that's a good question so yesterday i was actually throwing we're both throwing uh sexy dogs which is a strike king's like walking style bait and the three hook version so it was a little bit bigger version um but anyways yeah so i i tied him on actually uh a hard knocker version of it in a bone color and then um, and you gotta mind the the waves and the wind and uh was kind of it was kind of l- actually a little bit too choppy for a spook in like some spots but we still got bit on it but anyways, i was throwing a different color and it was a like a clear shad type color that i throw a lot on logan and he was getting way more bites on the bone than i was that little bit clear water shad color so i, I switched over to the bone real quick and join in on the party but yeah, yeah so if the conditions are like that like i'd definitely say if it's cloudy and uh, a little bit windy and muddy i would definitely go with the spoon or the bone color excuse me and in the sun it feels like i feel like i like that little bit uh clear top water i think they don't get as good a look at it and they can't really tell what it is in that little murky water so i think with the sun that's the go- color go to but yeah that's that's kind of i keep it real simple with colors good deal
0: hey it's you know, I know we're we're pre-spawn. We're getting ready to spawn. Is I know the water temperature is 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 key. And how much does the length of daylight? I mean, our days are getting longer, right? I mean, does that play a factor in it, or do you think it's all water temperature?
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I've been a firm believer in the time change uh, deal for years. Um, I think they they go off more of that than anything because I've seen them try to spawn. You know, even when it's not really the right time or the right water temp. Let me say that. I really want to say 62 is kind of a magical number, especially when you get up there in like 65, 68. I feel like that's when the days are getting longer and we're getting closer to the, the moon phase, you know, a full mm-hmm. moon and all that. And you can, you can tell when they make that transition, and the big wave pushes up and it's usually, uh, historically, it's usually the first week of April. So these two weeks before or the last two weeks of March are always seem to be the best time to fish because they, and it, it every year around the first of April, unless we have some crazy weather that knocks them back or something real cold for some reason, will knock them back. It's the only thing that slows them down, but historically that's when I've always seen it. And, and, and as the days get longer, the more fish you see pull up not to spawn, but uh, you know, they're on those real flat places right outside of a spawning bay. So I, I think they know, like when those afternoons get longer and the sun stays out, you know, they stay up shallower. And, uh, you know, I, I really do think time of day is the main deal for me at least. Dang, man,
0: Yes. That's, that's good. So if, if, um, there again, we're getting toward that first of April, uh, if I'm going to come to Logan and enjoy throwing a spook, I need to hurry. That's what you're saying, ain't it?
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> I love it, yes. man. Well, Hey,
0: you know, before we let you go, we got to get a tip of the day and uh, so if somebody's gonna come up there and fish logan martin this weekend
1: what's your tip yeah so like i said today uh, the water got a little bit noticeably uh muddier and um, you know it's from the rain but I, I don't know if the creeks are finally catching up like they actually might have let the water up just a hair you know logan martin has a winter pool so uh, winter pool is like 460 and full pool is 465 so it's like I think it's almost 461 right now. So they've let it up. So I think there's a lot, there's a lot of debris in the water too. Uh, So be careful with that. There's a lot of logs, but um, what I'm trying to say is I think uh, there's some fresh mud coming through. So the bite kind of seemed delayed today. Uh, A lot of short strikes. So I think once they have by the weekend, the water should settle back down just a hair and uh, you should be able to catch them on spook uh, still. So um, and don't be afraid to throw it all day or You know, pick it up more than you think throughout the day, especially if you have a little bit of wind and especially if it's cloudy, but I think it's going to be sunny a lot this weekend. So, and plus, if they don't bite that, you kind of throw that chatter bay on those same places and uh, you should have success.
0: So the key to the chatter bay, I mean, the, the spook is that do you throw it on that calm? I mean, not a ripple on the water bluebird day, or do you prefer, it sounds like you prefer a little cloud cover maybe and a little chop mm-hmm. on the water.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So a super calm days, uh, you can catch fish on it early in the morning, typically, st- uh, still cause of, of the low light. But yeah, if you want to throw a spook most of the day or, uh, really put your head down and lock one rod in your hand like that, I definitely would pick a day where the wind is blowing, you know, not too heavy, like probably five to 10 miles per hour. You don't want to throw it in like 20 or 25, of course, but uh, that five to 10 mile per hour wind and and find you a point, the wind blowing in on it. And it it, it can be sunny. And I still caught a lot of fish and some of my biggest fish uh, when it's super sunny. So a lot of people get a misconception on that. They're still up there feeding. And a lot of times, sometimes the spook's the only thing they'll bite uh, because they're so shallow. And if you throw something else in there and the water's a little bit clear, they'll run away from it. But that boy that caught, I was. Speaking on a while ago that caught his pv spot he caught that fish at 1202 good gracious uh, yesterday. that's awesome yep. good stuff man um, well,
0: hey buddy thanks. we appreciate it thank you for calling if somebody wants to get in touch with you and book a trip guys i think y'all can tell by our conversations that zeke knows what he's doing he's y'all gonna catch fish you're gonna learn a lot with him what's the what's the best way for him to get in touch with you brother
1: yeah, so you can get either my social media, uh, Zeke Gossett on Facebook or ZPG Fishing on Instagram. Um, that's the best way to contact me. Good stuff,
0: man. Zeke, appreciate you, buddy. And I uh, look yes, forward sir. to talking Thanks. to you again soon. Good luck in your tournaments. And, uh, hey, when yes, you got sir. that empty spot in the boat, I know it doesn't happen very often, but I'm 20 minutes from there, brother. Don't take me long. I can get there.
1: That's right. All right, That's man. right. Let's go catch now.
0: Let's do it, buddy. Holler at you next time. Yes, sir. All right. All right, guys, let's take just a few minutes and hear from some of this week's sponsors. Fishing Chaos invites all high school and college and social fishing teams to create a free team or club on the Fishing Chaos platform. Clubs can hold tournaments within the high school team or invite rival clubs and teams to compete in CPR, which is catch photo release events, as well as live weigh in events, as Fishing Chaos supports most any tournament format. The addition of the new Fishing Chaos club management platform allows teams and clubs to easily communicate with their members about upcoming events. It automates the tracking of Angler of the Year or Team of the Year series standings and collects all angler results. If you're interested in setting up a free team or club or in hosting a tournament on the Fishing Chaos app, please contact fishingchaos.com. Or call Jesse Wilson at 256-508-1853. And brought to you by Killer Dock makes the greatest fish cleaning station known to mankind. Most fishermen clean their fish on something like an unsightly old wooden table or the top of a cooler. Somewhere that is not comfortable, not sanitary, and not attractive. They are built from marine-grade aluminum and ceramic-coated to protect it from the harsh salt environment. Killer Dock makes tables and canopies at several different sizes, so whatever you need on your dock, deck, or patio, they have fish cleaning stations for you. Check out killerdock.com to see more. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. Great first segment, uh, man. Sounds like Zeke has uh, had a great weekend last weekend, and. Hey, catching them on a spook right now is, uh, y'all all know if you fish and you fish with a spook, that's a, that's a fun way to catch fish. So if you have on the Coosa this weekend, head out to Logan Martin, tie a spook on and get after it. Uh, I, I sound like you're going to have fun and some success, but let's get to segment two and let's go down to you follow with one of my favorite guys, Tony Adams. Tony, how's, how's it going, brother? Doing good. You doing okay? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. I I, I can't complain at all, and uh, enjoying this time of year. And got hey got turkey season opening up in the morning, Uh, (laughs) so I'm pretty fired up. I I liked it turkey hunting, so it's uh that's right here. I don't know if I'll go in the morning, but I'll, I'll dang she'll be going Saturday morning. And, uh, hope well, there's get... a lot of
2: people that love that turkey hunting. Like I say, they, they get you people in here coming in the store every once in a while, and they, they're doing their little turkey calls, you know, getting practice. Oh, yeah. Just walking oh, up and down the aisles, you know. It's, it's, it's a amazing. hard
0: time of the year for some of you guys that are fishermen because a lot of you fishermen love the turkey hunt, too, and it's kind of like, oh, man, which one am I going to do this morning? <laughs> <laughs> it's hard decisions, you know. Hard decisions. Well, man, I know without asking. Cause you've sending me pictures and I'm looking at them right now. And, uh, as usual, it's impressive. I ain't no doubt, but what's the talk to me about the fish, man. What are we doing right now?
2: Well, you know, it's kind of a little different year because we've had so much rain and, you know, we've had so many fronts, you know, the, the crappy of kind of want to come up and get ready to spawn. And then we have a cold front or we'll have <clears throat> three to five inches of rain and muddy the lake up and it turns cold and it's, you know, believe it or not right now usually, you know, they're they're spawning. They're, you know, they're in that shallow water and you're catching them with jigs and, you know, you're uh, casting at the bank, you know, with a jig or with a cork, with a jig up underneath, and you can still do it on Lake follow though you've just got to find the right location with some clear water. Right now down here around the banks and several of the creeks, I mean, it's just like chocolate milk. I mean, there's so much debris still floating in there, and it's, I mean, like I say, it is just like chocolate milk. But a little further south, when you get down into some of the creeks, the water's not quite so muddy. You know, stain, but uh, you can find you know some crappie that's you know trying to spawn pretty much around docks. The ones I've been catching lately, you know, which I have I have hit the pretty days when the water's tried to clear up. I'd go and work the banks and catch some you know some around the banks you know that's trying to spawn, but Believe it or not, the last couple of times I've been, I mean, I'm, I'm catching, you know, the crappie in 15 to 25 foot of water. I mean, nice. and some of them is just, I mean, they could just burst, but the water temperature, you know, has a lot to do with that. You know, like I think it was the day before yesterday, I was down at Barber Creek, which is muddy. Uh, the water temperature still 60 degrees. I mean, and two weeks ago, you know, it was, you know, 68. So... But like I say, we have had a lot of fronts, we've had a lot of rain, which has muddied up, which, you know, I, I know muddy water gets, you know, mm-hmm. heats up a lot faster at the top. But, you know, I think these crappy that we've got down here, mainly what we've got on Lake Falls, is black crappie, you know, is, is hugging the bottoms and they're, you know, kind of moved back out to the, to the deeper spots, you know, right off the spawning area, but in deeper ledges or, or brush piles.
3: You think that's because
0: um, the, of of more do you think do you think that's all water temperature
2: well, you know all of crappy don't spawn at one time, so I mean you you may get several different spawns in in a period of six weeks, so I think some of them has probably already spawned out. I think some's already gone to the bank and spawned out. I think some have spawned in in deeper water, you know like the six to eight ten foot water because of the high water. The muddy water and the fronts, and then I think you know there's probably another batch that hadn't spawned because when we go into these brush piles, we're catching, I mean, some nice fish that's got row in them that you know looks like they could burst any any second, and then we've catching some you know females that there's no eggs at all. So I'm I'm thinking that some of them already gone and laid out and, and and coming back to some brush piles. Um, but it's been really strange down here the last three weeks because looking at some pictures and my logs from the last two or three years, this month—I mean, this month—you know—if I took that calendar and looked back last year, three weeks ago, you know, I was catching tons of fish around the around the banks, but the water wasn't as high, wasn't as muddy, and we didn't have as many fronts coming through. So. So I really believe uh, there's several, many many different things. You know, muddy water has something to do with it. You've got high water that surely has something to do with it. I think some's already spawned. I think some spawned in deeper water. And uh, I think some of them is still on brush piles where this cool front came through with this high water and pushed the fish back down to the, you know, to the deeper water, which is right off the bank pretty much. But, you know, they've gone to you know 15 to 25 foot of water
0: yeah i wasn't expecting that you know I, I was i was totally expecting when i when i got you on here today to to hear that they were you know about as shallow as you could get on Ufala because i know and i mean i've crappie fish you fall in this time of year and i mean you fishing about as sometimes we would, we were catching fish as shallow as you could put it
2: and right. um but, well, look, you know, based on those pictures, I sent you you can see where some of the backgrounds oh, is right on the bank. Right on the and bank. And you can see yeah. some, you can see some that's, you know, out in the middle of the lake. I mean, you know, but on the main, water, man, main some of those, lake itself.
0: Some of those pictures you sent me, the water so muddy. So much trash. And, in it. Right. It has a lot to do with it, too, I'm sure.
2: But, yeah, there's a lot of debris and like... Say it's it it is really muddy on the north part of the lake and and you know I'm hearing a few people catching a few on the south south part of the lake where the where the mud is not as bad you know up up on the north side of the lake you've got a lot of farmland you know and I'm sure people's you know turning over their you know the grounds getting ready to do some planting and you know disking and whatever and some right. logging going on and I'm sure that muddy that much when you get you know three to five inches of rain that water's got to go somewhere and if they're up upland or turning it over or mm. loggers in the woods you know that stuff's got to come down and you know it comes right to the lake yeah that's
0: right that's right and that you know i didn't think about that that this time of year i mean especially down there you got you got you got disc in the fields and and uh that water's got to come off and, and we've had some torrential rains put a lot of water on y'all for sure but Man, I, I was looking at some of the um, some of the pictures you were sending to me as well. With uh, some of the the cover that you're putting out, uh, are my goodness, man! I mean, you you, you got some elaborate uh, elaborate Christmas tree structures. I don't even know what all this is. You you got this is just some pretty impressive <laughs> stuff. What's impressive to me is that you can get something this big on a boat to even get it out there.
2: Yes, sir. We, you know, we got a pontoon boat. We've taken take the rails all off, and you know, you know, taking the rails off, you can put the stuff on there, put your weight on there, pull up to you know your mark, and and you know just kind of, kind of dump it off, which works a lot easier than trying to put it in a, a bass boat or mm-hmm. you know, or, you know, whatever kind of boat, aluminum fiberglass, and take it out there, and then you are tearing your carpet or, you know, you dropping it and you know scratching your boat, so that pontine boat was really the trick. We, we put some out two weeks ago and it was amazing because one of the churches here in town had some shrubs and they gave us some shrubs and, you know, we had them on the boat had the, you know, the, the stones, the concrete tied Mm -hmm. to the bottom. We get out there and we start rolling those things out. And all of a sudden Easter eggs started popping up, popping up everywhere. (laughs) Well, you know, I reckon, you know, being a church, you know, and they probably hid the Easter eggs in there last year and, you know, it was some eggs that you know the kids didn't find. So, you know, all of a sudden, you know, Easter eggs starts popping up all all around the boat. And I, I said, hey, Ladon, where's these come from? He said, man, I don't know. I said, well, we did get those shrubs from the, you know, from the church. I said, I bet children didn't find those eggs. So then we said, well, you know, there may be something in those eggs, you know, money or whatever. So we, you know, we started getting a couple of them popping, them, you know, loose, which I'm sure it probably had candy in there at one time. (laughs) Because if you look at those eggs, there's a little small pinhole in the side. So I'm sure some insect probably bored through the plastic, you know, to get to the candy and eat the candy and come out. But, but uh, that was, that was amazing. Watch those Easter eggs pop up after you throw them out, you know, because we didn't even know they was in the shrubs. Yeah. I see the pictures of the shrubs there, and that's some thick stuff. So I
0: can see how you didn't see them.
2: Yeah. It's, you know, and this is the first time we've ever done any shrubs, but man, that, I mean, I just think that's going to hold so many bait fish because oh. it's so tight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it would have to be just a jam up place.
0: Have to be. Because it is, man, it's, it's it's so thick and tight that you, you'd you think the, bat, the bait fish would be all over that. You put a lot of stuff out every year, don't you?
2: Yes, sir. I probably put out uh probably close to five hundred Christmas trees this year and we put out uh probably about sixty buckets of bamboo, probably about i don't know three four hundred crepe myrtle you know
0: good gracious tony
2: yeah you know, bur- how uh, to how you know, large-
0: so let's let's just let's just go to a Christmas tree real quick. You know, a lot of people may go out there with a Christmas tree and drop one Christmas tree in a spot and go, okay, there's one spot, and then go drop one more in another spot. Do you drop, like, how big do you try to make these beds? And I'm looking at some of, like, the structure that y'all built with the Christmas trees attached to it. I mean, you've got, my goodness, what do you got, 10 Christmas trees on one structure there?
2: On on that one, that's something we're trying different, you know, because every year you're trying to find something different to see how – the fish you know attracts to it you know the bait fish comes to it but usually if we're doing just christmas trees themselves we do 24 per hole 24 per hole 24 christmas trees per hole yes sir
0: so yeah these are so they're pretty substantial i mean they're, these beds that y'all are creating they're substantial size they're not just like drop one or two down there and be done with it. i mean you you're putting something mm-hmm. that'll hold a lot of bait fish and then hold a lot of crappie Right,
2: and then you know, like I say, these these crepe myrtles we've got where we take the crepe myrtles and we bundle them all up in one big bundle, and we do some in but you know five gallon buckets, but we'll take some and we'll you know it may be crepe myrtles that's been cut, and we'll take them and we'll we'll use the mule rope. If you're familiar with mule rope, it's kind of what a lot of the construction guys use to pull wires through pipe you know i mean it's it's really heavy duty but you can you can tie that tie your um your blocks to your cement to the bottom and you know instead of sticking up it kind of lays down but you know those things are usually you know three to four foot tall you know i mean after you lay them down and and you know tie them together in a big big bunch you know they work really well too i mean that's a lot of fish not just not just crappy but you know bass and brim and you know Shell cracker get around them, but but you know, obviously, you a couple of pictures of those. But, but I mean, they work work good. And I think the crape myrtles. when you start doing your the, what I've been able to find out. Usually, your crape myrtles, your bamboo will last probably about four years on mm-hmm. the on the piles that I've been putting out. You know, Christmas tree on Lake you is based on where you put it. If you put it out there on the main lake in one of those fingers according to how much running mortar is coming through there, what all hits it, what breaks it loose, you know, you'll get maybe you'll maybe get two, sometimes possibly three years on a Christmas tree. But that crepe myrtles and those bamboos really last a, a long time. And those crepe myrtles really last a long time because you know, you try to sink those green, you don't have to have as much weight and it's just amazing how long those crepe myrtles last.
0: That's good that's a good information right there. And, um, uh, one thing for sure, you, you got plenty of, uh, spots marked on your GPS and you, you got, you got a lot of places to look for fish and, uh, which is a huge advantage, you know, us you got them, I'm sure in all different depths all over the lake in different areas. And so you, you got options of, of places to look and find fish for sure. Right now, this time of year, I mean, is there a uh, advantage to any advantage to live bait
2: over a jig? No, sir. I mean, right now it's not. You know, I always take, usually when I go, I take both out on the boat. I have, you know, jigs and menace. You know, I usually fish with, you know, the Iho jig with, you know, my favorite bait this time of the year is the acid rain, the triple tail acid rain, which, you know, I fish with the one um, that it's a kind of a a white, yellow chartreuse. It's white and yellow body. It's got the chartreuse tail. And then the jig head's. I mean, everybody preferred different colors, but I like orange and pink. Um, Big Bite Baits is whose jigs that I use in Acid Rain, and then, you know, the Aho jigs, you know, you know, you can get them from several different places or mm-hmm. directly from Aho jigs. But I like like those, or I like, you know, the Menace. You know, I usually run my lead about 18 inches up from the hook. And I just, you know, drop it down in the brush pile, whatever depth you see them on your screen. If it's, you know, eight, 12, 20 foot, 25 foot, whatever. And, you know, just kind of be patient and wait on the bite.
0: That's good stuff, man. Good stuff. Well, hey, if, um, what would your tip, man? We got to get a tip of the day. I always love getting tips from you, but if somebody's going to come to you fall over the weekend and, you know, or in the next week and want to catch a bunch of fish, I mean, what, what would your tip be?
2: Well, if it was coming to you, follow right now. I'd, you know, I reckon my tip would be, you know, find you some clear water, and um, you know, I would probably try to look for for some um, fish around the banks, around docks, and then if not, pull out. But you know, I'd also fish, you know, the structure. And if you if you fish that structure, I'd also have you some jigs and minnows, and you know, make sure that you you work in that bait really slow.
0: That's good stuff. You in that deeper water? Good stuff. Well, hey guys, listen. If y'all are going to come to ufall and you want to book a trip, I, I can't can't say it enough, man. Call Tony, and if you got a question, I, even I'm sure that Tony is. I, I know he's the type of guy that won't mind you calling and and even asking a question. But uh, I know he'd love for you to book a trip as well. And I can't think of a guy that you could. If you're a crappie fisherman and you want to catch a lot of fish, but more importantly, you want to learn about crappie fishing, Tony is the guy to do that, I assure you. So, Tony, what's the best way for people to contact you?
2: Uh, The best way to contact me is 334-695-3003. That's 334-695-3003. Or you can look me up on Facebook, you know, under Tony Adams in Newfall, Alabama
0: good stuff tony man i appreciate you brother always a pleasure having you on and uh keep catching the fish man and i look forward to talking to you again
2: here here in the next few weeks sounds great y'all have a great weekend i appreciate it
0: all right buddy take care thank you all right uh-huh thank you, See you. all right guys let's take just a couple more minutes and here for some more sponsors southeastern pond management Hey guys, if you're fortunate enough to own a lake or a pond, then I know you want to get the most out of it as possible. We all want to manage and grow big deer on our place, so why not grow the biggest, most healthy fish possible as well? Give Norman a call at Southeastern Pond Management at 205-288-1371 or just look them up, southeasternpondmanagement.com and they do an incredible job around the state of Alabama and the Georgia, Tennessee. So if you're thinking about building a lake, if you're thinking about redoing an existing pond or lake that you have, restocking, fertilizing, liming, these guys do it all and they do it well. It's what they do for a living. So they're really good at it. And brought to you by Bucks Island. Bucks Island has been in business since 1948 for all of your new and used boat needs, as well as motor sales and services. And now they have a pro level tackle store, Boat and Motor Trade are welcome visit them online at bucks or give them a call at 256-442-2588 all right guys welcome back to the show great segment love having tony adams on here and man he is a the true crappie king the guy gets it done give him a call reach out to him for information or to book a trip I, uh, you won't regret it segment three always looking forward to this segment here we love talking about pickwick we love talking about the tennessee river and we love talking about it with captain david allen captain david how you doing brother
3: doing good man just just dealing with all the crazy water fluctuation and everything on the tennessee River right now but we're still catching a few here and there so can't complain
0: Man, that's awesome. Well, I know that y'all have had a uh, – tr- we, we, we've just had a tremendous amount of rain lately everywhere in the state of Alabama, and it's all come just in big, giant buckets. How's it? How's that – I know the water's probably muddy and stained and more current. How's that affected the fish? Yeah. Man, it's,
3: it's been where you've had to go out there every day and just cover water. You know, the water's fluctuating so much, and is just – every day you go out there, it's never the same water level. You know, they might change some spill gates around because they're running the spill gates, of course. And when they do that, it fluctuates that water. You know, it could be a six inch or a foot or it comes up a foot or goes down. It's just every day's different. You might go one day and be catching right next to the reed head. And the next day you go out there, the reed head's out of the water. So you're like, well, where'd they go? And you try to find them. And usually you just have to just kind of go go cover water and find them. It's just, yeah. uh, it's entertaining. It's kind of stressful as a guy when you're trying to put guys on fish. But we've been able to do with what we've got and put some good fish in the boat still, but it's, it's, been, uh, it's been a little stressful, needless to say. But, you know, we're getting into the end of March. Smallmouth are starting to bite a little bit. It's, it's been harder to do with the amount of water they're pushing through, but we're still able to catch some on the swim bait, um, spinner bait, scroungers, and stuff like that up below the Wilson Dam. And we've been doing some trips below the uh, Wheeler mm-hmm. Dam. Um, actually, I had a trip two days ago. We had a guy, you know, we didn't catch a ton. We caught I think about eight fish and uh, had a six and a quarter smallmouth. So it, it was a successful Ooh. trip. Which, you know, that's what I tell you guys this time of year, with the water fluctuating like it's been the last few years. It's we're trophy hunting. We're going after a big one. Um, and you know, usually this time of year, that's when you're going to catch your biggest smallmouth this is in the months of March and first part of April before they go bed. So uh, it's been tough, but we've been able to have some success. Still.
0: Yeah, sounds like. I mean, those are that's that's good
3: fish, man. Oh, uh, that's that's some no, that's, big fish. Oh yeah, lakes full of them. You just gotta find them. <laughs> yeah, right. And when they start fluctuating as much, it gets harder to do. But we make do with it. You just gotta cover water till you run into them.
0: Is it is this time of year? I mean, is it more about current you think right now, or is it more about depth?
3: I think you know on a normal spring, you know, usually they're they're, they're pre spawn they think about getting fat. Moving up, getting ready to go bed when that water temperature and the water gets stable, you know, water comes up for summer pool. They all go to work on bedding. This year, I think they're just confused as we are because every day you go out there. One day it's up a foot, next day it's down. Next day they're, you know, one day they're pulling 150,000, next day they're pulling 160,000. They don't know what to do. So it's kind of actually held them back, I think, from what yeah. they're usually at. Like usually by now we're already sitting there counting down the day, so they're going to go on bed because the water temp's getting in there. High, you know, mid to high sixties by now, and we're like, hey, any second now we're going to start bed fishing for these smallmouth, and then the largemouth are going to be pre-spawned up good. But it's kind of held them at bay. I think. I think we're still a week or so behind from what we usually are. Yeah, I've heard that from several people. That it's
0: just a, it seems like it's a little behind, and and, and yeah. just with all the crazy weather we've had. Do the so you yeah. do the smallmouth? They they usually bed before the largemouth
3: usually they do um usually smallmouth will go on bed just from my seeing once we get in the daylight saving times the days get longer um you know you'll have a wave of smallmouth sometimes go to bed you know when you get to the 64 65 degree water now granted water temperature temperatures is kind of relevant if you've got stable conditions they'll go bed if it's there you know not all of them but a wave of them will but i think the main thing with our river fish is they just look for stability you know water temp's great and all they got it's got to be so warm for them to actually have their eggs be successful but a lot of times they just wait for the stability but usually their small mouth go first and our large mouth usually start bedding up the you know third and fourth week of march or uh, april excuse me and then uh you know, sometimes earlier. It just depends on the year. You know, you can't put a clock on it a lot yeah. of times. Yeah. Well, I, I think so many of us
0: are familiar with with largemouth bedding, and, and it's an exciting time of the year, yeah. and 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 we all are familiar with that. But probably not as much of us with smallmouth. Uh, yeah. Just because we're limited in Alabama where we can catch smallmouth. exactly, is,
3: exactly.
0: Is bed fishing for smallmouth similar? Uh, is it or or is it totally different than, than largemouth?
3: I think it's honestly easier. Now, granted, the way we bed fish for smallmouth here isn't like they do up north on the Great Lakes and some of the other lakes up there where they're everywhere, you know, where they're actually sight fishing them, you know, using the floggers up there in 10 foot of water where they can see them. A lot of our bed fishing here, you're not ever going to see them because they're bedding in, you know, six, seven foot of water on rock piles. And you're not going to be able to look down that far because, of course, on Tennessee River, water clarity is not that clear most of the time. Right. Um, so, most of the time, our bedfish here, you're just blind casting. Now, granted, we've got all this forward-facing sonar technology, out where you can use it and find them and actually, you know, sight fish by using your electronics for them now, um, which is pretty cool to do, you know, if you get your stuff set right. But a lot of ours is just knowing where some good rock piles are. And, like, you know, up here at the Horseshoe, which everybody knows it, it's got a lot of rock piles, and there's actually sand underneath a lot of those rock piles, and that's those smallmouth spawn-ons, the sand bottoms up. So, they'll get in them rock piles and stuff, and you just – you just slow and work around and catch them that way. But, you know, it's not exactly like largemouth fish. They do the same thing, but you're not necessarily sight
0: fishing. But you're not necessarily sight fishing like you are a lot of times. But yeah. What about what about the lures? Yeah. Are, are you fishing with something
3: different for them? Most of the time, it's a med rig. Uh, med rig or shaky heads. best. But, you know, and like every now and then I'll throw a wacky rig uh, with like a little Kai head, um, just a little light, you know, sixteen ounce weight, something super light that'll just, I'll slowly fall in front of them uh-huh. just finesse tactics you know you might throw a ned rig with a bunch of different of the z-man baits they got behind them or just a shake head with you know a very short sinko or stuff like that and then that's just like a four or five inch sink on that wacky rig it's usually good the deal. three baits i have tied on for clients up there
0: well good deal man it sounds like y'all are catching fish even though the conditions are crazy it sounds like y'all still catching a lot of fish right now
3: oh yeah we're, we're still in the pre-spawn area so we're th- chunking the by swim baits and throwing a lot of the davis shaky fish uh scroungers with a with a zoom fluke on the back of them and just catching them you know run around till we get a good flurry going and try to get somebody their PD small so
0: yeah we're doing
3: the best we can
0: doing the best you can and like you said when it's you, you show up that morning you see what the water level is see what the current is and then you have to go find them right
3: exactly it's it's a easter egg on every day <laughs>
0: every day
3: makes it fun though
0: makes it exciting no it doesn't get boring like that i guess makes it no, a little no. nervous if
3: you're a guide <laughs> hey well i'm gonna tell you something it was, it was like the other day when that client of mine caught that six and a quarter he caught it and i met it and put it the boat and i just lay on the front deck thank god he goes what i said i was getting nervous there because we'd already been fishing for about two hours and he hadn't had a bite yet <laughs> oh my goodness but we but after that, we had us about a little 30-minute flur. We caught a few of them, and we were happy, and then it was time to go. So. <laughs> Heck yeah, but he was it happy. He got bad. him a
0: big one, so that's awesome.
3: Hey, yeah. Yep. That's what I tell most people. If you get out there and it's like this, you might not catch many, but you're going to catch the biggest one you've probably ever caught. So.
0: Man, that's awesome. I need to come up here and get in the boat, go will you,
3: do that. I've never caught a smallmouth in my life. Uh, you need to get up here and do it. It's, times are going to get good from now on. I think we're going to start seeing some stable water and looking at the conditions coming from TVA on the app. It looks like they're going to start slowing the water down a little bit, so maybe we can actually get stay on top of these things a little bit, and get a little less current going. Which sounds weird for smallmouth, but i think there is such thing as too much current and usually it's just because it shoots it so hard you can't get to them it's not that you the fish aren't them. there you just can't get a bait to them
0: <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely well well captain david if somebody's gonna come up and and go on a trip this weekend what would your tip of the day be for for this weekend or this coming week
3: oh uh, probably for this weekend as, as muddy as it as much rain as we got and as muddy as water's gonna be tie on a uh a true bass citron colored swim bait which is a, a blue and chartreuse swim bait on a half ounce swim bait head and uh, go up to the dam and go for, try for smaller for off you aren't gonna if you don't have any luck up there or get tired of doing that go down river and put on a uh, man chatter bait with a uh, Yamamoto Zeko like, on it, a white-colored one, and just cover current break um, off the bank where the fish can get out of the current and just cover water until you run into a pile of them.
0: Man, I love it. That's a great tip, brother. Well, hey guys, if y'all want to come up and and if you're like me and you've never caught a smallmouth and you and you want to come up and and, and learn about the smallmouth and and largemouth as well captain david is is such a great guy to to, to choose to do that with and you're gonna catch a lot of fish and you're gonna learn a lot and this time of year you might catch a, a a trophy this is a trophy time of the year it sounds like so captain david if somebody's gonna come up there and get in the boat with you man or have the questions what's the best way for him to contact you
3: uh, best way to contact him just uh, hit me up on my cell phone at uh, 270-205-9380 or shoot me an email at davidallenfishing and if not there, just go to the website, David Allen Fishing, and you can get on there and shoot me an email through there or go, and go to my Instagram or Facebook off of there. So that would be the best ways to get
0: me. Awesome stuff, man. Captain David, we appreciate you, buddy. Thank you so much for getting on and being part of our show. It means a lot to us, and it and, uh, means a lot to me for your, for your interaction on here and, and being open to sharing the way that you do. So thank you for that. And as always, man, stay safe out there, and we'll look forward to talking to you again next time. Uh, thank you. Enjoy it every time. All right, buddy. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. All right, but we'll see. See you. All right, guys. All right. Let's just take a few more minutes and hear from a couple more sponsors. L and M Marine has something for everyone, from small hunting boats, pontoon boats, to bigger bay boats, offshore boats, and hybrids. L and M Marine LLC prides itself on its customer service and knows how important it is to be taken care of and to have someone you can trust. They are locally owned and regularly support the community. L&M Marine provides superior customer service and has an entire team that consists of professional sales members, financial experts, service technicians, and a knowledgeable parts and accessory staff to support you. Go visit their friendly, reliable, and experienced staff, now locally owned six miles north of I-10 on 34600 Highway 59 in Stapleton, Alabama, or call 251 937 1380. And brought to you by North Alabama is the place to go for your next fishing expedition. North Alabama is home to eight picturesque lakes Pickwick, Wilson, Wheeler, Weiss, Smith, Neely Henry, Lake Gunnerville, and Bear Creek Lakes. Each lake is well stocked with a variety of fish, and in North Alabama, Fishing is great year round. For more information, visit www.northalabama.org and click on Plan to download a North Alabama Fishing Guide. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. And hey, what a great show it was today! I knew, I mean, I was looking forward to this show uh, today just because of the guests we had that we're going to be on here, and because of the crazy conditions we've had and the storms that are coming through. So. Uh, It was a great show, man. We appreciate all our guys that have called in. And and that is going to be a wrap for this week's show. So always, if you enjoy the the podcast, please take a minute, subscribe, rate, leave us a review wherever you listen to it. And if you would like us to email you the podcast when they come out, we would love to do that. All you have to do is text the word FISHING to 314-665-1767 and we will email you the show each and every week. Hey guys, stay safe out there. Enjoy fishing in this beautiful, great state Alabama. And we will talk to you next time. This week's Alabama freshwater fishing report was brought to you by outdooralabama.com. That's where I learned the basics of how to hunt and fish, including what's in season and which license to buy. Learn more at outdooralabama.com. Go hunt, go fish, get outdoors. This message was brought to you by the Alabama Department of Conservation and Natural Resources and brought to you by the Hunting Exchange. Hunting Exchange is an app for iOS and Android that gives you a one-stop shop to buy and sell your hunting gear. So head on over to the App Store or Google Play and experience a new hassle-free way to buy and sell hunting gear by downloading the Hunting Exchange app today and brought to you by BoatersList.com. Locate anything from fuel docks to service repairs or rentals of large yachts or even paddle boats and all things in between at BoatersList.com. They will always strive to make it better on the water. And by Photonist Defense is proud to offer the PD Pro line of night vision systems. These ultra-light, ultra-compact night vision systems deliver the cleanest image, best resolution, smallest, most transparent halo, and best overall performance and function of any night vision system available. Photonist Defense, Masters of Darkness.
2: And also brought to you by Hilton's Real-Time Navigator. Make the choice that professional captains all over the Gulf make and choose Hilton's Real-Time Navigator. The easy-to-use interface and excellent customer service will have you on the fish every time you go check it out at hiltonsoffshore.com.
0: And brought to you by Fish Bites. Ready to go when you are, regardless of when you're ready to go fishing. This bait stays on the hook and the fish stay on the bait. Check them out, fishbites.com.